It's the first episode following the end of the season for the Arizona Coyotes. So we're going to start getting some caught up on some news. As the Arizona Coyotes had a locker clean out after leaving Gila River Arena. We're going to talk about some of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Liano. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. It's a great day. It's a great Monday. It is May now. Uh, it's interesting because I want to say, how do we follow up uh, what happened on you know last week? But we'll try, <laughs> right? Uh, before we get into anything, though, I want to let you, everyone know about today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. But let's get things going in this episode. Uh, Carl, um, I'm going to go, you know, ask you the, same, the question I just kind of asked everybody else. How, uh, man, like, how do we follow up what happened on Friday? Uh, we we can't. Um, it it's it's fun. Uh, the Coyotes' regular season ended with a bang, and now we just are all kind of sitting around waiting for the next things to happen. Uh, I, I would like to thank the NHL for just scheduling one more game uh, today than the night we're recording. Uh, a game that really didn't matter. Uh, but now, now that the season is actually over, like things are going to start to happen. Uh, and we're all just kind of in a little bit of a limbo right now. Uh, like you mentioned, it's it's when the locker cleanouts happen. It's a lot of kind of like small stuff. Um, and we're occasionally going to get some some big stories, but yeah, the uh, the regular season's over. We are beyond that now. Yeah, the locker cleanout uh, day for Arizona Coyotes was on Saturday, like freaking just the day after everything happens. It's like, all right, let's clean out our lockers. Let's get kicked out of Gila River Arena while we yeah. talk while we talk to some of the players and see what uh, you know. Uh, you know, see what kind of thoughts are going out there. Before I, before I get to the main point of conversation from Locker Cleanout Day, I do want to uh, address one one thing, and it's uh, I quote tweeted it uh, when uh, I, I believe it's Jose Romero talked about you know Anton Strawman, right? You know, and like when they talked about him about the kind of things that he that he was on and that and why he came to this, what he came to the Coyotes and he's like I came to the Coyotes to prove that I belong on an NHL roster and I and that I can play and that I can still play and I think I proved that. And I quote tweeted that saying that's something that we've been saying all season long on the on locked on Coyotes. Yeah. That every player has something to prove and he just put he, he just said yeah, I came here to prove something. And did he prove something? Yeah, he absolutely did. Absolutely. And, and it's something that we're going to be talking about. Uh, he is probably one of the few veteran players who really did prove that they are, you know, able to stick around in the NHL, I think. Um, 
uh, of the pending unrestricted free agents, I think he is probably the one who is almost guaranteed to get a contract. And I can't really say that about too, too many people, but we're going to be discussing that later. Uh, I, I do love that you just kind of like put that out there because it's something that we, you know, have speculated. Like you said, it's something we talk about, but it's great to hear them, you know, put that in their own words. Yeah. You know, like that's, I mean, that's the best part. Right. Um, and it, it, I guess it's the thing is it wasn't so hard for us to speculate. I think it was just like a, what's called like a, like a, um, the uh, like a well-known secret kind of thing that everyone knows it but like yeah. we just decided to say it and no one we said it's like we as a podcast decided to be the ones to say it first yeah if you were looking at just like the mindset of a hockey player uh then you would come to that conclusion about the coyotes this year it's either you have something to prove or you're just chasing a paycheck uh and hockey players aren't really the chasing the paycheck types um so like everyone has something to prove um so yeah uh, i i imagine like plenty of people also thought that i i don't know how you could not think that about look about the coyotes especially kind of like you know the very specific players that bill armstrong went out and acquired players who were pending unrestricted free agents um so they're not going to be you know they don't have a long-term contract they're not weighing the team down but that also means they gotta like play for their next deal yeah absolutely that it's i mean that that makes sense right you know i mean like it that's all part of the that's all part of the game and that's what i love about this. That's what I loved about this season of the years and the Coyotes. Was it a rebuild season? Yeah. But we got a chance yeah. to see that kind of aspect of it. Like an aspect that like I don't think I've had a chance to see before where you have these players come in for that reason. Yeah, it was definitely like we got to see a lot of players take the the next step forward in their career. And it was just kind of fun to watch that. I think it was something that we thought would happen, but you know, to actually see it play out is something else. And to see, like, who actually did it, did it, like, who made that next step forward in their career. And as I said, like, Strawman was one. I didn't necessarily think that he was going to prove that he still belongs. And he proved me absolutely wrong. Uh, I, I wasn't, like, rooting against him or anything, but he wasn't really on my radar. And I would say in the second half of the season, he was the Coyotes' best defenseman. We only really had like one or two uh, players that we like that came in that came in from last offseason that were like, this player's got something to prove. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like we were more focused on the players like Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz who have to prove their contract. Yeah. Um, but you know. Phil Kessel, I think we were we were focused on, uh, but you know the Coyotes also just like acquired a bunch of players. And we're like, yeah, you know they could prove something, but we don't have the highest expectations for them. And you know, I think Strawman was kind of that guy, and I think that you know he he was definitely underestimated by the Coyotes fans and by you know people like us because you know just a phenomenal finish. Yeah, he ended the season most of all with a bang. Like the last f five games of the season, he was an absolute presence. It was awesome to see. Yeah, especially for a player who like you weren't 
like no one really thought he was going to be like an offensive juggernaut. It's like if Nicholas Yarmelson like decided to have like a ten goal season uh, with the Coyotes, you'd be like, okay, that's that's fine. I didn't really think that was going to happen from you, but cool. The offense in the last, like you know, like quite so decent amount of the offense in the last couple of games of the season come from two defensemen, yeah. <laughs> two defensemen who were acquired in the last off season. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, the other options would have been from two side Roadrunners players, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. With, with Labushkin being traded and Chikrin being hurt, like everyone else was new. Uh, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a miracle that they all kind of meshed together as well as they did. Yeah, that's wasn't that, wasn't that our biggest worry that about how well they had meshed together in the preseason because we're just like because we're just like. This is a bunch of people that have never played with each other before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you may have been like referring specifically to the defensive core. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but like in general, yes. And we were absolutely right to be concerned about that uh, because the start of the season was horrible. Um, like very bad in a way that this like last month was bad, but just in a different way bad. We'll talk. We'll talk about that more when we recap the season. Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes, though. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of other players uh, who were highlights of the lock cleanout day, plus some coaching news on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. But before we get into any of that, I want to let you guys know that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start to the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes as we discuss... Uh, some of the news that came from the locker cleanout weekend for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, again, that was their last locker cleanout day uh, at, from Healy River Arena before they move into ASU. So, um, lots of stuff that could have been talked about, but let's talk about some players. More play, more players. Um, yep. First and foremost, let's address Jacob Chikrin because there was a tweet that went out by Craig Morgan, and I'm going to share it in just in just a sec before, but I'm going to give some background where it kind of puts some fans maybe in some concern about the future of like how we how they feel about his future the coyotes let's go read the tweet and then i'll allow you know both of us to react it's a tweet that was put out by craig morgan um when you you know asking jake chicken if you'd be okay if not being traded this summer he responds i don't know i'm signed for three more years to trajectory of where the team is going and a lot of that stuff is important to me. I want to be in a position where I'm getting to play a week from now and not packing up. Carl? Oh, you want my thoughts first? Yeah. Um, that That is definitely a quote. Uh, and it is a quote that I am not really sure what to make of. Because I have never really understood kind of the Jacob Chikrin perspective from this whole thing. Um, and I would say that it is one of the few missteps, I think, in Bill Armstrong's 
like tenure with the coyotes mm -hmm. there seems to be like a mixed message on what is going to happen with jacob chikrin um and, and i do not like that i i do not think that players play their best when they are worried about being on the chopping block um because i know that i never play like did my best at any kind of work when i thought that i may like lose my job or like you know, I've never had to worry about being shipped out somewhere, but that's kind of the situation for athletes, like getting like dealt, getting moved, like having to pack up your whole life and, and change. Like we always see like stories about players, like after being traded and it is a whole process that doesn't get talked about enough. And I do kind of get the perspective from Jake where it's just like, look, I want to just know where it's going to be. Like if I'm going to be here, I want to be here. I don't want to be worried about being shipped out. If I'm going to be moved, I want to be moved. Yeah. Um, I kind of personally share the sentiment that was um, from that tweet that Craig Morgan put out, a quote tweet from fellow Coyotes podcaster Richie Flores, um, when he says, unfortunately, this sounds like a player with one foot out the door who doesn't want to stick around for a rebuild. Yeah. Um, you can kind of get at it, get get that kind of sentiment out of out, out of this, you know. Um, and you can kind of tell, like, maybe that kind of played into, you know, why his season this year wasn't as was as great either. You know, he kind of he had a partial mindset. He's like, I'm a, you know, like, like I've got better, you know. I don't know. Um, there is a lot to it. There's a lot. There's a lot you can a lot of different ways you can break this down. Um, and yeah, it, it's like, it's like, I don't know if I want to leave, but you know, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of it. Um, um, what is the specifics of chicken's contract? Cause I don't think he has any kind of like protection. I don't think he does either. Um, no, he doesn't no, have he a no has, trade. He doesn't have yeah. a no movement. Yeah, so like, it's completely open. Um, and he's got three more. Yeah, so three more years, like I said, and at that dollar value, there's a lot to it. The only thing and I think that why is there such a question mark on him is because of like the fact that how the Coyotes value him and uh, what other teams value in trade aspects, trade yeah. assets. Um, I don't think the, uh, like, the Coyotes are going to hold on to him until someone literally throws out, like, here is gonna, here's three first rounders or shit like that, you know? Yeah. It, here, here, here's kind of the situation. Um, and, and I do want to look at both two ways one jacob chikrin has no real control over what is going to be happening to him the next couple months so like his mindset is definitely important uh and i think you know like i said he like i i feel players are best when they like are being communicated with and they know what the situation is but yeah uh there's that i think the coyotes may have like seen their you know 
desires change over this season. Uh, I think goaltending may be a bigger weakness than they thought. Um, one of the deals that really struck out to me during the season that I was kind of dismissive of was the Florida Panthers with Spencer Knight being a big piece of that trade, you know, during the season, I thought it's eh, probably not going to be the case. Like if you bring that to me now, it's like, I don't know, maybe Chikrin to the Panthers makes sense for both organizations. Uh, I, I think that the team is definitely like, we are having a different conversation about this now than we did when it first came up in the beginning of the year, having seen this rebuilding team, like go through the first year and you know maybe the coyotes are realistic in what they can expect and maybe something's gonna happen i don't know yeah another aspect you can take to take from this is based off his uncertainty he can either be like he can either like there's a part of him that can say like if you're going to trade do it trade me yeah just do it like I mean, yeah, and I mean I don't imagine him sitting out like until he's not going to he's not going to he's not going to be a holdout. Yeah, he absolutely. Like he's definitely not a player that's going to be a holdout. Also, I do think though that it could affect his play a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's really that's the concern that I have more. Um, that like this starts to affect his play because. There's nothing worse than an unhappy player at the beginning of next season. And luckily, there is freaking plenty of time to get this worked out. Like It's only the first day of the offseason. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm assuming the teams that are going to want him are going to be busy for the next couple of weeks. Uh, doing, you know, Stanley Cup playoff things. Um, so I, I don't really see any kind of rush with this. Uh, I just, I, I would not want to be in Chikrin's shoes right now. It it seems like a really, like, not fun place to be mentally. Like, not knowing where you're going to be next year. Yeah. One of the crazy things is is that I think of when it comes to just the, tra the trajectory of conversation of Jacob Chikrin is how different we're talking about him now versus last year and this and and the inverse with clayton keller yeah which i i i do think kind of points to how both conversations that were being had last year were way out of proportion in the opposite ways as well. Uh, and I do think we did a good job of kind of like tampering down like the Jacob Chikrin for captain talk. Uh, oh, like yeah. That, but we, we were like, uh, no, we're like, don't name it a captain now because that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we were, we were definitely right on that basis. Um, and that does kind of make me wonder, like, is this something where, you know, Everything works out fine in the off season and they mend the bridge. Like, I don't know. I, I do think that there are things that I saw in this season that I'm excited about in the next three years. Like if I was Chikrin, like especially depending on how the draft lottery goes and next week, like this could be a very exciting team to be on. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's kind of my two cents right there. I mean, let's put it this way. The Amazon and the Coyotes are guaranteed a top four pick. Yeah. Like, they're guaranteed a top four pick or a top five pick because tech, they finished second and they get, the worst you can go is three three back. Um, 
and it's i mean based off the draft it's gonna be it's gonna be like we talked about how deep how deep it is and again we'll we'll start doing draft profiles in a couple weeks from now um but that's a whole nother story um but let's keep let's keep things rolling though on on the whole lock a clean out day and some things we learned from it and a couple other news because that's something we we, we want to be able to get through everything in this episode so let's do that in just a moment but first carl you'd like to share a few words so i have a message from our friends at built bar summer is coming and with summer you're gonna want to have food on the go built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations throw them in your bag throw them in your kids backpacks and make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. So there's no sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bars, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. I like to go hiking, and especially in the summer, like as long as you go really early in the morning, it's fine. Just don't go at noon if you're going hiking in Arizona. But it's always nice to just have like a snack or something with you. Like get a little bit of energy. Like you're usually going before breakfast if you're going super early when it's still cool. So having a built bar is a nice thing to have. There's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. What I want you to do, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's finish things off this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock on this first day uh, of the off season for the Arizona Coyotes. We're talking lock a clean out weekend. There's a couple other news items that are like somewhat news items that I want to address. Sure. And let's start with the first. Uh, during lock or clean out day, they got a chance to talk with, you know, uh, talk about Clayton Keller as well. And it seems that he is on the road to recovery and apparently is going to be ready to skate in three weeks time. I'll ask you this right off the bat, Carl, is he rushing it or is he, is it, is just, is this a story of a hockey player just being a hockey player? Because that's, that's, that's who they are. They just kind of like, or is he just that good? Uh, so I do not think he is rushing it. Uh, I think there is absolutely no reason for him to rush it. Like we are just now entering the off season. Uh, I cannot imagine having cracked uh, one of my leg bones, like the lower part of my leg. He did the upper part. So definitely different there. Um, I, I could not, you know, think of skating weeks later, but I didn't have surgery like to fix it. He did. Uh, I also did not have like a bunch of medical professionals and like athletic therapists and like physical therapists and like all those type of people advising on that situation. And, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's a young guy. He bounces back. That was something that I always got to me when I was skateboarding. Uh, like the younger people, like the 12 year olds, they would just fall and like be able to immediately get back up and just pop their shoulder back into place and keep going. And, you know, Keller's not that young, but he's young. Body heals better when you're young. Yeah, the thing about Clayton Keller that we have to consider is, 
yeah, the fact that, you know, that he's on the younger side of a hockey player. Yeah. Um, still, which is, which is obviously very helpful. Uh, and two, because I know, because the question why I'm asking this, because a lot of fans are like, no, 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 don't rush it. Don't rush it. Um, it is like, he's only, he only said he's skating. Yeah. He didn't say he was going to go pick up a stick and, and, you know, do like, you know, and it's like, do like freaking like, you know, like suicide skating from, 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 uh, from end to end. Like, he didn't it's say it's not going to be full it. contact. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Just going to do like a couple laps around it. Like, uh, I imagine, like, I, again, like, the, he has, like, people to advise him on this. I don't think Keller is going rogue against the, like, warnings of the medical staff. Uh, Plus, yeah. yeah, this, this, this like, skating level, he can, he, like, he can decide just to be on that skating point for, says, so like, three weeks from now he'll start, so that'll be the end of May. Yeah. Let's say he does that for all of June and, like, maybe, like, the first week of July before he finally gets back into, like, slowly, like, he's got time. Like it's those like like you, no one is saying he's rushing it, but like it's like there's <laughs> for for a professional hockey player like skating is like if you were to tell me to go like walking slash jogging slash running like it could mean anything like Keller skates like just the way that you and I do any kind of normal physical activity because he's just done it for so long. It's such a big part of his life and he can have like a relaxed skate or he can have like something super intense. He's hopefully not stupid enough to push himself too hard. Yeah. I'll give one more, th one more thing on Clayton killer before I think we move on to the last thing. Um, I kind of, smiled a little bit just kind of like as i was like uh oh i love i love seeing what fans have to say because fans say the most interesting things um the same some of the same people who are concerned about clayton keller rushing it are also calling for clayton keller to be named captain next year <laughs> sure yeah uh there's there's no irony in that at all. None at all. <laughs> oh my god! I just I just I just I just I just have to laugh. I'm just like I'm like is Keller captain worthy? Probably so far of all the players, yes. Yeah. But let's not like like look at we like like what we talked about earlier with, with Jacob Chikrin, right? Yeah. Like we we were so like pumping the brakes on that. It's like no. Let's not do it because that could destroy things. And then, yeah, no added pressure needed. Just, just, just let him be. Let it, let him heal his leg. Let, let him... a couple, let a couple seasons go by too, right? Because like, yeah, you don't have like the Arizona Coyotes should not be in a rush to name a captain. Yeah, and there's not really that. That's not a thing in the NHL right now. Like, um, who knows? It may change. Uh, and I think it's very interesting that it is not a thing but we are seeing more and more teams go extended periods without captains uh for what is i'm sure a variety of reasons just like people in the locker room not wanting to add the extra pressure like the fact that we are trusting younger players more um just in general like teams are trusting younger players to do things so yeah it's really interesting but we 
should get to that one last story because we are running kind of long. Yes, on we should, yeah, we should get to that one last story. Um, and that was the announced via news release on Sunday at the day that we're recording this that Coyote's assistant coach, Phil Housley, will not be returning. He just fit, rounded out the last year of his three-year contract with the Arizona Coyotes, and now it is over. Uh, no surprise, Carl, that they decided not to renew his contract, uh, given that the team was going in a new trajectory anyways. Yeah, uh, this is something that we don't really need to talk about because I know we have brought it up just a lot. It's something that new coaches do. They just let go of the old assistant coaches because, of course, that's what you would do. You want to bring in yeah. your own people, like, but you need to have like that continuity that first year. So I wasn't surprised at it. Uh, I think Housley has done... Uh, an okay job with what he has been given. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I will say this. It is extremely difficult to like quantify assistant coaches, like and how good that is because so, so much of what they're doing is like working with the players individually. Like that was the big thing about talk it. Like, yeah. His measure as an assistant coach was being able to talk to Kessel. Yeah. Let's, let's also do like, think of one thing too. And the, uh, and remember what Housley, the, the two biggest aspects that Housley was responsible for over the years. Yeah. Defense and power play. Yeah. Which Coyotes have not had a great one of either the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not a good power play. Um, the defense... That one's this year, especially just like the number of roadrunners who are on the the Coyotes blue line throughout the year. I don't know how much I really want to say that like it was it was coaching because it was definitely like a player thing. But I do not know if the Coyotes best utilized defense. Although Goss's Bear had a phenomenal season and like he did we talking about Shawman at the end, really impressed. Uh, uh, but yeah, the Coyotes gave up a lot of goals and there was a lot of like blown coverage. I mean, uh, what, what was the, what were like, like what, what were we saying in the month of April, what they were being outscored by? It was an insane amount, right? It yeah. was like, the first eight games, I think it was like what forty-five to ten or something like that. It was like, it was something like that. It uh, was so bad. Yeah. And you know, let's let's say goaltending was also a big part of that. But there yeah. was there was definitely issues. Like the team is going to need to find a way to play better after getting scored on. Like, I think that's number one. They need to find like that kind of like reset. And who knows, maybe shaking that up with your assistant coach is going to do that. Maybe the team being more defensive. Uh, I trust um, Bear. Like, I thought he had a good first year. I'm curious to see who he's going to bring in. Not only that, I also put in trust in Bill Armstrong. Because Bill Armstrong, Bill Armstrong also has a pretty decent say in, in coaching <laughs> personnel as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and they like together seem to work well. So, because but the system that Bill Armstrong envisioned, um, got kind of coming in, and the system that Andre Torney is deploying, are very, very similar. 
right? Dude, they want they want the bigger, like they're looking for the more physicality in there. Yeah, which I mean, let's be let's be fair. You would hope that your GM and head coach are yeah. on the same page. You'd hope so. I mean, this is the have, NHL, though. So yeah, there have been teams where the GM is so in over his head. He has a coach who has like um. That's like he has a coach who's uh like who's like very highly touted and they're you know and they're they're super well known for uh let's say power forwards and physical offense but they're like yeah. nah let's go snipers and 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 like and just like whatever like like let's just play like keep it small and easy like that's like there have been teams that do that yeah yeah uh i i remember quite a few uh there was a lot of talk about uh i think when tortorello was with vancouver if he would make the sedines block shots like it's definitely not something that we've seen before and we've also seen it the other way where the gm is just a commanding person and will be like nope you don't get to say head coach we're going to do this all the the coyotes yeah, the Coyotes have a healthy relationship that hopefully will prosper into success. But yeah, I, it's a it's a new it's a new opportunity for someone. Uh, I think the fact that the Coyotes got you know Bear from the junior leagues, and that's kind of where he's most comfortable. It may be someone new, which is great. I would love to see some new blood in NHL coaching. I mean. I wouldn't a lot of people these days rather than see the same, you know, recycled 60 year old white guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, or, you know, he could want like that veteran presence who's been there a while who can talk to the older guys. Um, like I said, assistant coaches are really difficult for, yeah, for us in the media to evaluate so much of their stuff. is just, a very different level that it's hard to see. It is absolutely hard to see. Anyways, we are out of time on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. So we'll get to more in a little bit. We had to continue to evaluate the season over the course of this week and uh, and next week and all freaking summer long. It's going to be an, in- an insane one. But that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we can answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. And as a reminder, everyone, do not forget to send us your favorite memories of Gila River Arena. We are going to be sharing them on an episode later this week on Friday. We'll have, you'll have time all the way up until then to send in your memories, either by written paragraph, by video, by voice memo, Whatever you want, we will share those on the episode. Once again, that is at locked on, that is lockedonkaiyus at gmail.com. That is where you're going to send those to. Or a few IDMs, whatever you feel like. Anyways, thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Howl on!